With COVID-19 around, telehealth lets you see your physician while keeping you safe at home. If you have questions, we're here to help. Stay safe, take care of each other, and use telehealth. We're UHA Health. Aloha, folks, and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kanoi Gibson of Hi Now, and we'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today, we're talking about something uh, about grief, dealing with grief during the holidays. And we have Dr. Teresa Wee joining us. Dr. Wee is a pediatric obesity health and wellness expert who has been practicing for more than 20 years. She is also the lead physician of Walk with the Doc O'ahu, a local walking program to encourage everyone to take steps for a healthier lifestyle. Aloha, Dr. Wee. Aloha, Kanoi. Nice to see you again or hear from you again. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You know, we are, I guess I should say, Happy New Year. It's it's a new year, 2021. We're looking forward to <laughs> to new things, but uh, we're talking about something that, you know, a lot of people actually deal with during the holidays, and that's grief. So when we talk about grief, how do you define that? What is that exactly? Well, grief is a natural reaction to loss, and it can be a loss of a loved one, a spouse, a sibling, a mother, a father, but it can also be a loss of a relationship or or your health. But I wanted to just share with you the reason why I, I feel that it's um, something very important around the holidays is about 10 years ago, my, my husband had passed away suddenly and unexpectedly at the age of 55. And he was my business partner and and we worked, we saw each other 24 hours a day. And this loss totally took me by surprise. Um, we had just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary and we were looking forward to the next 30 years of life together. 10 days after our 30th wedding anniversary, it was uh, Kamehameha Day and he said he didn't feel well. And I went to heat up our lunch and when I came back, he, he was he was gone, he was dead. Wow. And within an hour, he was pronounced dead. And, you know, for me, this, this was, this was, I had experienced loss before, but I had never, of course, experienced loss of a spouse. So I, I come today with, it's been 10 years later, but, but this is something that I, I, I really tried to reach out and with my friends, family, and with my patients and families, um, really try to talk to them about loss because it's something that we frequently don't want to talk about. Right. I, I, I mean, first of all, I'm sorry to hear this. I can't even imagine, you know, this is a something I can imagine that it's hard to deal with, especially around the holidays. How, how do you cope with it? How do you cope with such a loss? You know, when, when it first happens, of course, it's, it's something you're, you're totally, first of all, you, you just go through all sorts of emotions. Um, it's, it's something, it took a while to even register with me that, that he was gone. And of course, you know, you have anger, you have frustration, then you have to deal with it. And, and you have to ask yourself questions as to what you wanna do with the rest of your life. So, so your entire foundation has been knocked off 
and you are now trying to figure out exactly who you are without your loved one and and especially a spouse. I can imagine that a lot of people probably deal with it in so many different ways. I mean, what did, what did you do? How did you deal with that? How did you re-examine your life? You know, um, what what happened is um, a series of events, and and um, I I believe I have faith in God, and and I really was a, a, a totally lost person, and and went through depression for three months trying to figure out if I still wanted to be a doctor. Um, but through the help of people just coming into my life, um, I found a support group, a grief support group. And I kind of just stumbled into it one month after he passed away. And I didn't even think I needed it, but there was something inside of me that said, attend this support group. And, and I did. So this, this really saved me. Um, it's been 10 years now, but, but every uh, second Sunday, um, I've been attending this grief support. And I, to this day, for 10 years, I continue because my grief journey continues. And as I reach out to other people who have also lost loved ones, it's healing myself as I share my story and my recovery. Is that something that you would say people should do? I mean, because I, I would think that some people would probably go to isolation. I mean, not wanting to talk about it. But you're saying that this, these are the things that actually do help. I, I, think, I think grief is experienced differently by different people. And for myself, I did go into isolation for the first three months. But I knew there had to be a better way. And, and of course, I, I do think that um, seeking professional help is important, uh, support of family. But for myself, the, the grief support was something where I finally found a family, a group of people who totally understood me. In my Chinese Asian culture, I felt that I was told, let's not talk about it. I asked my aunties who had lost their spouses, what, how did you cope? No, you'll be okay. But when I went to this, this grief support, I was able to just, I knew that these people knew what I was feeling. And I was able to, you know, each month to, to talk about what I was going through. And, and, and that was really supportive. In our grief support, we talk about the grapevine story. You know, grapevines by themselves don't survive the elements. But when the grapevines hold hands together, they're stronger as one. Mm. And they will survive the elements together. So during this grief journey, I've had these fellow, um, we call us ourselves wounded warriors, coming along with me on the journey. And along the way, it's sort of like you're in this foreign country. When you go to a foreign country, you don't know the language, you don't know the, the whole system. But if you have a guide holding your hand and telling you, come along this way, um, that is the way that I have survived. 
Wow. I love that. It's almost like creating that underground root system, right? I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's good. You know, with these people now seeing different people dealing with this, what are some other ways that people uh, have dealt with it or, or what are some other things that people experience? So you, you experienced the depression, excuse me. Uh, What are some other things that you have seen that people have when they go through these, these losses? Yeah. So, so people will go through all sorts of things. Um, uh, they're they're going to feel um, fatigue, uh, loss of energy. They're they're going to feel, you know, the the major signs of depression: insomnia, um, not eating well, really loss of interest in almost all activities, just trouble keeping up. But one of the things that I really want to tell people is you need to reach out for help if you are feeling these symptoms present mm. every day for the for the next two weeks for at least two weeks it's so important to 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 get out of this so many people hesitate about getting help and again there's nothing wrong with with getting help and professional help and there are many things that can be done to to help people along this journey I think that's one of the hardest thing you know people have to get through that barrier of going to, you know, seek help or professional help. You know, there's that stigma there that there's something wrong with you. How do we get through that? How do we break that barrier? I think we break that barrier when we do things like this, where, where we, we, I come out of the closet. I talk to my families and patients um, about my loss. Um, People will will just stop me and, and ask me about how I got through uh, the death of, of my my husband and and you know he he was such a great doc in in this area and so it, it's very interesting to to have people just come up to me at Foodland or or Pro Ridge Shopping Center and and say I I lost my wife or I lost my husband and and they want to connect with me and and so. Um, I'm very happy to share this. And I think that's how we break the stigma. We talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's important that we all really talk about these things and prepare for it. It's not something you ever want to prepare for, but the fact of the matter is everyone leaves the earth at some point. Right. And so I'm even starting to think about that. You know, I've got young children and they're, my parents are getting older that, you know, my husband's parents getting older and and really, it's not even age that then could play into the factor. Anybody could could pass away at any time. So how do we explain this to our kids, you know, when, when they deal with a loss? How do we explain it to them? Yeah, so, so children will experience grief differently. Um, we have to remember that as we grieve, our children are also grieving. And so it's, it's so important for us to... Um, understand that and keep the communication lines open and and really listen to them one of the things with children is you always must tell them that they are not responsible for the death because children start imagining that for some reason they are the ones that are responsible for the death and and it is important to speak about it because if we if we don't talk about it and we sweep this under the rug there can be many unhealthy problems that occur later in life. And um, I look at it as 
you know, walking through the, you know, walking through this together and, and crying when you need to take every opportunity to cry, to talk about the memory of the person, to talk about what you learned from this person, to sh look at photos, um, to do something in memory of them. I, I think all of these things are important healing factors for all of us to, to understand that even though our loved one is physically gone, they're somehow buried in our heart. Yeah. Their love yeah. lives on through us. Mm -hmm. And so they're not dead. And, and as time goes on, that pain of separation almost lightens up into a joy. Like you can almost summon this person. And, you know, sometimes I go, oh, Steve, oh. are you proud of me now? Oh. Um, you know, you know, you start talking and, and you always think, what would my spouse want me to feel? Would he want me to feel sad 24 hours a day? No, I don't think so. You know, and, and so um, my children, when, when my husband passed away, they were 21 years to 28 years. So they were older, but they all were going through their own um, grief and um, I, I think each one of us now, we've become stronger together as a family. For some reason, his memory has, has bounded us together in a, in a really a strong way. And we talk about him and we laugh now and, and we remember him. So really it's just facing it head on, huh? Just facing it head on, not being afraid and, and trusting the process and, and just, you know, at some point we're going to have to face it. Yeah, you're right. And I find it interesting that you said crying together because I know a lot of parents probably want to put on this strong face and I'm not sad. How important is it, though, that they that they show that, you know what, these feelings are okay. It, it's something that we all have to go through. I, I think parents are the role models and, and the children are looking at you. And if you're feeling the sadness that meant that there was a lot of love. If the love was greater, the sadness will be greater. So to me, sadness is fine initially. You, you need to show your emotions. You need to give permission for your children to show emotions. And I, I think as you, as you go through this journey together, you will come out stronger. Yeah. And I'm a believer that tears are healing. When you, when you cry yeah. those tears out, it's, it's like getting rid of something, right? And washing you. Yeah. You know, they actually say the chemical compound of the tears when, when you cry is actually healing versus, yeah. So, so there's actually something very healing with, with crying. Okay. I'm gonna have to look more into that. Cause I, I didn't realize that there was a scientific piece behind yeah. that, but good to know. Okay. Well, what other resources are available for people who are dealing with, with grief? You know, um, there, there are many grief support groups here on Oahu, as well as our neighbor islands. Um, the grief support that I go to um, is sponsored by Legacy of Life, and it's free, open to the public every second Sunday um, at Kaiser Moana Loa, but it's open to the public. I know Navion has formerly Hospice Hawaii, they, they have a grief support group. But one of the books that was given to me 
initially by my grief support group. It's called Healing After Loss by Martha Whitmore Hickman. And I read a passage of that book every day. She, she has it into a daily meditation. And, and um, for two years, I read it every day. And she had lost her daughter, and it brought me great comfort. And um, whenever I hear of someone who has lost a loved one, I give them, I've, I bought about 50 copies of these, and I give them <laughs> to, to my friends and family. Wow. All right. Well, uh, when your patients come into your office, or even, you know, I'm sure people always come to you just as a doctor in general, because you're one of those people who has that gift of comforting other people. What are some of the common questions that you hear? I, I think people, when when they experience loss, they they don't know how to um, they don't know how to um, talk to other people, how to approach them um, when they say, "Oh, can you come to our Christmas party?" or you know, "Why don't you want to?" You know, so some of the things that um, I I feel is important is you are grieving, you do not have to do whatever other people tell you. You choose what you want to do. If you want to go to a party for that person that day, that's fine. If you want to stay home, that would be fine. So it's giving yourself permission to make changes. Now, when you make changes, you have to communicate with others, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a snob, but I just want to be alone on Christmas Eve. Mm. So I think communication with your family and friends, a lot of people want to comfort you, but they don't know how to do it. So communicate what you want. And I think what's most important is, you know, be good to yourself. Give yourself time to heal. Take a rest try to eat healthy, try to, try to just hang on and take it. I, I tell people, take it every day, one day at a time. I remember when my husband passed away, the first thing that came to mind is, what am I going to do for the next 30 years? And I thought, then I went to grief support and they said, Teresa, take it five minutes at a time. I said, five minutes? <laughs> I said, okay, I'll, I'll do itty bitty pieces because I, I wanted to plan my whole life for 30, the next 30 years. How do I get through life without him? But I learned that I, I can take it slow. And I think that that's very, very important. Yeah. And, and that really goes for a lot of things in life. I think we sometimes really just need to slow down, just take a moment. You know, we don't have to rush through this life. And if any, if anything that, you know, 2020 taught us anything, that would be the, <laughs> the thing. I mean, we were all forced to slow down, right? Yes. And yeah. I, I also like that you're talking about eating healthy. You mentioned that and it kind of sparked something within me. How important is that? I mean, just getting healthy in general to change your mindset. I think sometimes you can just get into that rut and, and I tell people just, just go outdoors in nature that can be healing. Just sit down and, and, you know, uh, have a family meal or try to just 
be calm and meditate for a little while and do some deep breathing because I do think all of these things will will help to lift you out and and make you see things a little clearer. So so again, from a medical perspective, you know, I I always try to emphasize um, you know exercise, sleep, eating healthy, drinking your water, and all that good stuff. Yeah, that'll that'll make you feel better on any day for anyone dealing with anything. Uh, what about the other side, the flip side? You know, we're talking about people who are dealing with the grief, but what about those who are on the other side of those people who have someone who has lost someone? We don't know how to deal with it. What would be your advice to us who maybe has a friend or a family member who has dealt with loss? I think if, if someone has had a loss, uh, don't abandon them. It may feel uncomfortable, but um, you can always, uh, you know, soon after the funeral, Everyone is is coming at you, and then after the funeral, you get no calls. Sometimes it's good to just pick up the phone or or do a Zoom and just say, "Hey, how are you doing?" That that's it. Sometimes you can just go over and just sit beside someone. You, you don't even have to say anything, and just know that that you don't always have to be you know doing something for them if you can just sit beside them and be still sometimes that's all they need and hold their hands so i i want people like you said to remove that stigma i think people are afraid to be with others who have lost someone because they themselves are uncomfortable with loss and death so so i i say break that just break through that fear and say, you know what? I'm gonna support you, I'm here. I'm letting you know that I'm here. Call me anytime. That's beautiful. And that's reassuring. Those are some of the best times when people just stopped by my house and just sat down with me and, you know, and we just cried together or we just talked about the memory of that person. Mm -hmm. And that was comforting for me. Yeah. Or even today, do a Zoom call, do a FaceTime call, whatever you need to do. If you can't get to you can't get to their side, then, you know, you could still do some face to face time. Uh, I, I also love that you mentioned in the very beginning that, you know, you had a you have a faith. How much of a role did that play in you being able to get through this? You know, after Steve had passed away, um, we, we attended a Catholic church and I went to Marinol. And so our children went to church every Sunday, but after he passed away for three months, I stopped going to church. I said, what kind of God would do this? You know, here was a person, a community leader, a great physician. You know, he did house calls. He, he, he did just amazing things and he got taken away. So I was very mad at God and I guess a, a little while after three months, um, I slowly began to say, you know what? Bargaining, God, if you really exist, you must show me a sign. And within five days, there was this business office manager who was from Hawaii and she had just returned. And she she was referred by my psychiatrist. My psychiatrist said, I'm not going to hire you, but you're a business manager and 
my my friend who just lost her husband needs you more so she called me and i said i can't pay you and she said it's okay but before we get started may i pray for you and so together um we restarted my business um, we pediatrics at we wellness center and now i have two other doctors working for me and we're, we're doing great so so it really is for me now it's through the grace of god and i wasn't even looking for a husband so this i through a mutual friend we we were introduced and and um this was a mutual church friend so i've been married remarried now for eight years oh well congratulations and what a powerful testimony we really appreciate you sharing that and for what you continue to do to help others get through you know a really hard time thank you dr Wee. yeah i feel that now i i work with urgency um my mission is not completed yet god said i'm going to give you some more time but make the most of it so that would be my advice to others yeah every person has has something to do here we all have a purpose. All right, Dr. Wee, you have helped us to connect the dots today on dealing with grief during the holidays. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast. With COVID-19 around, telehealth lets you see your physician while keeping you safe at home. If you have questions, we're here to help. Stay safe, take care of each other, and use telehealth. We're UHA Health. 